Welcome to It's a Mom's Life. It's that time of the week again with me and Tando, or Tando and I, proper English, shall we? <laughs> so last week we spoke about to have or not to have another baby. And no, mm-hmm. I have not made up my mind yet. But it is awesome to be reminded that whatever happens, God will work things out for yeah. our good. Right? Right. So this week we take our heads out of the sand and begin to have the hard conversations. Yeah, you know, the hard conversations. I grew up in an era, Denise, where our parents did not have, you know, the hard conversations oh. with us. Whether it was about periods or sex or boys and girls being different. Sure. And it feels like our parents back then were wired the same. Because all the kids that I grew up with, we all heard the same stories about where babies come from. Oh. <laughs> so they all told us babies came from airplanes and every time <laughs> when we maybe we talk to each other, that's what we knew. You know, wow. babies came from an airplane. They just dropped the baby in front of your house. So every time we saw an airplane fly by, we'd not just be asking for babies. We'd be asking for sweets and all sorts of funny things because we thought if they can bring babies, clearly they have more yes. stuff in them. So really growing up as a, as a, as a child, we didn't have those hard conversations with, with my parents. And certainly not the people that I was growing up around with as well. So the question is, has your child, mom, asked you a question that was like a bomb? And you didn't know what to say. Yes. Let's discuss that. So for me, the most important elements to this discussion is to always keep the lines of communication open. Um, I had a really good relationship with my mom um, and she would always say to me, Denise, if you feel, so let's start with the topic of sex, okay? If you feel you want to have sex, talk to me first. Sure. Yes. (laughs) Like she would constantly say that. Now we can all go, what? That's crazy. Your child mustn't even think about it. Or some may go, I don't even want to know, but let's just face it. This subject will come up whether it be with you or with someone else. Yeah. Um, and if you want some sort of, uh, you know, say or control, you best be sure your child knows they can talk to you because yeah. this gives you the opportunity to tell them what the Bible says about it, um, what consequences come with this and how important it is to wait. Obviously, you, you'd want this if you haven't spoken to them already, but even though my mother had spoken to me about these things. Um, you know, she still ended with the, com- the ended the conversation by saying, but just talk to me first. So, you know, this is what could happen and this is what they say you can use. And But Denise, just talk to me first. Um, and I love that because it was, I was now, um, you know, I, I, I never entered into those things, you know, as a young child. Um, but... It was nice for me to know that my mother would be sit me down and go, "Okay, why do you want to do this? Are you sure? Um, this is what this is what the consequences are. This is what." And I mean, it doesn't even have to come from a biblical perspective, um, although I would use my biblical perspective, <laughs> um, especially nowadays. But you know, just just 
getting real with your child because those things will come up, you know? Sure, Denise. A conversation <laughs> like that in my house would have never <laughs> gone down, you know, <laughs> well. And sure. I don't know if it's because it's in our culture as black people to maybe not talk about mm. certain things. But I remember even my sister, she was in primary school. She literally just asked a question. She didn't say anything you know, extreme. She just said, you know, at school they're teaching us about sex today. And like instantly, because we're all sitting in the lounge and my dad was like, you know, you should be talking to me about your your homework or yeah. washing dishes or playing with dolls. Yeah. Basically saying, you know, why are you asking things that are far from you? Yeah. So it was not a kind of conversation that was like open, like with your mom. I mean, I love that, that she opened that, um, she gave you that space yes. to say, talk to me first. Yeah. And, that gave you, I'm sure it gave you some sort of peace and comfort. You know what, I can speak to my mom. Yeah. But with us, <laughs> well, you knew that if you even mentioned the word sex in the house, that literally you could feel the tension in the room. Yeah. You could feel even us as kids going, why did you ask that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't go down. You basically get shut down. And that's how, that's how we grew up. And the sure. information we knew about sex didn't come from our parents it came from our peers and it came yeah. from our white friends too yeah. because you know most of them had you know they had that conversation with their parents happening while with us it was a no-go area you don't ask about it yeah. you don't think about it you don't even spell it out in this house basically yeah. as if it was like this big sin or something yeah so really for 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 us i don't know if i'm speaking for all but certainly myself it didn't happen like that. And I even asked my husband, did you have that conversation with your parents? Did they sit you down? And he was like, what? <laughs> Not in my culture. <laughs> sure. And I could relate to him yeah. because literally with us, it was exactly the same thing. Parents did not open that um, conversation with us, Yeah, which is crazy. Um, so just like uh, as, as, you, as you were speaking, uh, I just thought about the other spectrum of things because... Like, my parents were very conservative, etc. And it was always a thing of, you know, you don't talk about it in public, but we'll, we, we have to talk about it, you and me as mom and, and yeah. daughter. But then you get the other spectrum of things. Obviously, like, you don't even speak about it. Then the other side is um, there are jokes about it. Mm -hmm. There are um, families that are like, why haven't you had sex yet? Are you what, like what you've been dating for? How long now? And I mean, these are like thirteen-year-old kids. I've had, I've heard those conversations. Yes. Um, where people are like, "Are you stupid? Why don't you have sex in front of everyone?" It's like, oh, this is like not a conversation you have in front of everyone. But um, you sort of get that side of things, and then you sort of understand. Okay, well, um, in that type of, and this is not a color thing. Mm. It's it's a culture. Um, again, it's not a, a black culture or a white culture. I think it's actually just a culture that some families have where it's like um, we'll, we'll joke about it and it must be open to everyone. And it's, that's a little bit too far for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just stick to the conservative. Um, but I love what WashingtonPost.com says. Um, it says it's never one big talk. So when you're talking about anything, um, mm -hmm. you know, like Tando mentioned menstruation or um, why is a boy different to a girl, sex, or whatever, um, or other things that could come up, um, which we will not mention. Um, it's, it says, it's never one big talk, but a series of little ones throughout childhood. While people often refer to some of these rites of passage, 
conversations with a capitalized the as in the sex talk. So if I can just, um, or the, the drugs and alcohol talk, if I can just stop there whilst, whilst reading this. So what it's basically saying, it's not just one talk. It's not the sex talk, the drugs and alcohol talk. It's a series of talks. You talk mm -hmm. about it all the time. Um, again, not in a public setting with your child. It's really not one talk at all. Each of these important ongoing discussions should start early in, in a child's life in age-appropriate terms and then build and get more detailed in yeah. subsequent dialogues over the young person's childhood. So if these kinds of talks make you feel uncomfortable, you'll have a lot of time to get more relaxed mm. while having them, mm. um, which I thought that was so so amazing because it's, you know, you can even for a small child, like I'm sure your kids, they see the, the baby's not coming oh, from yeah. an airplane. So Definitely. you need to now be careful on how to say, <laughs> you know, where does this baby come from? It comes from mommy's tummy, which is true. And then later on, you can obviously expand <laughs> on how things happen. But yeah, coming from you, it's important. No, definitely. I love that it said, you know, it's never just one big talk. Like, this yeah. is all, let's do it. It's it's a series of conversations. Yeah. And also, I mean, the kids, as they grow, they get even more and more curious. Yeah. But I mean, this generation of kids, they are more exposed to, to sex and gender differences and mm -hmm. homosexuality and all of these sorts of things. And if us as parents, we don't, um, you know, engage with our kids first before yeah. other people do that will create confusion in them, it's yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, I played with dolls until I was like 14. But when you right. look at today's 14-year-olds, right. <laughs> they are completely different. It's not the same picture. And because they're not having those conversations with their parents from home, they are definitely having them with their friends. Yeah. And their friends are definitely misleading them because it's like the blind leading the blind. And what ends up happening, they both fall into a ditch. Because how can another child teach another child about sex yeah. or about any other thing yeah. you know, that, that concerns them? Yeah. Which is a problem in, in schools, in society, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's because kids are having these conversations by themselves. Yeah. We're going to go into a song called Eternity from Reactive. Knock down the bird 
light is never out Persecuted but never forsaken So no one never giving up our inner being Is being renewed every day Difficulty producing the substance For a glory beyond comparison Pressed on every side but not crushed No, no, we strive for eternity We trust not what we see The resurrection of Christ Revealed through humanity Pressed on every side but not crushed No, no, we strive for eternity We trust not what we see The resurrection of Christ Since you're listening to Active FM, Christ music is hot music. You know what it is. Right, so it all comes down to don't let someone else or something else yeah. tell your child about these things. Um, coming from you as the parents, it should ultimately come from a place of love, a safe place, yeah. a, a place of not... not um, sus- this is terrible. It's a place of uh, you need to know because you will be told. Um, you'll know how much your child can handle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how they will react or how to, how, how to say something when they do react. You know your child. And sometimes um, I think we doubt ourselves as parents. Yeah. And that's why we don't do it because we, we're scared of saying, <laughs> saying it wrong. Um, 
but if it comes from you, it'll open up the doors of communication in future, you know, so that if questions come up because they heard this, they will come to you first. It won't be a hidden thing. And even if you don't, I love, you know, reading through that article I read earlier, um, even if you don't say the right thing at the right time, um, you will still be able to to rectify it at a later stage because the mm. door is open. It's open now. So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I believe sometimes I think, you know, parents don't know where to start with these conversations, yeah. especially if it was not modeled, you know, yeah. for them or with their parents. If they didn't have that conversation with their parents, how do they then have it with their children? Yeah. So it was not modeled for them and for me as well. I mean, it was not modeled for me to sit down with my kids and speak to them about hard stuff. Yeah. So it's sort of like you're learning now how to do that because it was never a thing that was taught or modeled in my own home. Yeah. And usually when parents want to have this conversation with kids, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> because now the child is already like maybe far gone. The child is already at six or the child has fallen pregnant or yes. something has happened. Now we want to have the conversation, but now at this point, things are tense. It's not even a, 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 a process of teaching, but it's now punishing this child. Yes. How dare you do something so stupid? Yeah. But we didn't have you know, that build-up, that conversation. But now when these kids are like 16 or 14 or 13, yeah. they're exposed to a whole lot of things that as parents we will be shocked yeah. if we actually knew. I mean, Myra, my daughter, is six years old. But she is so curious. Like yeah. when you were saying now, she sees me pregnant. And she sees, I mean, I tell them there's a baby in my stomach. And she asks me, how did the baby get there, mommy? Yeah. <laughs> or how will the baby come out, mommy? So they're very, very curious about certain <laughs> things <laughs> that, you know, are happening to you. Because they're watching you. And what do you say? You don't just, oh, from an airplane. It's like, oh, is your yeah. stomach the airplane? Because yeah. now... Before, I don't even know why we thought that was fine when they told us yeah. that. Because what airplane did we ever see? But we never. So with, with my kids as young as six and even Mika, I mean, they're very curious about a lot of things. And they do ask a lot of questions yeah. about, you know, where do things come from? And I don't always have the answer. Sometimes before I even answer, I think. And sometimes while I'm busy thinking, one of them will answer the other child. Because when Myra said to me, how did your baby get into your stomach? And I remember Mika just responding, because God put the baby there. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm trying to think, how do I answer <laughs> this without, you know? Um, and when Mika said that, I thought that was the perfect answer. My boy, God, put the baby there. That's it. That's amazing. <laughs> the thing we must not forget to do is also just pray about it. And, and yeah. you s I think, I don't know if you just said something now. I, I was trying to look up a verse quickly. Um, just in terms of the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Uh, you, you, you might have just sparked a thought in my brain. But let mm. the Holy Spirit guide you, you know. Um, pray, ask God how we should say something and then practice it. It's okay to practice it. It's okay to go, okay, what do, I often do that. Like, uh, what if someone asks me this question? I literally, like, play out my whole conversation with yeah. someone and this is how I answer and that helps, you know. God is, is so important because we can't raise our kids without God. We can't yeah, raise absolutely. our kids with the, without the Holy Spirit and the guidance from the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there's a time and a place to say certain things. And um, as I spoke about earlier, like that one culture just sort of jumps the gun and 
speaks about sex when like you've got a I don't know an eight year old child there that shouldn't really hear about that that kind of stuff. So it's definitely important for you to get to the to the Holy Spirit. I know absolutely. I, I agree with that, Denise. Get to God because these kids like I remember the first time Mika went to Chris, she was two years old. Mm-hmm. Isn't to a different creche than to the one at church. And yeah. the first thing he asked me when he got back, Mommy, do I have two daddies? I mean, I was shocked. It was wow. the first thing. I'm like, two daddies? No, my baby, you only have one. Why do you ask? And he's like, no, my friend at school has two daddies. I'm like, Jesus, help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is day one. And yeah. literally from then on, it was just like a series of questions because these kids, they talk. It's important for your kids to know that they can speak to you about anything without feeling like they've asked you the wrong thing or if they ask you this, they'll be in trouble. And sometimes you might not know how to respond well. Like Denise just said, now we need to be asking the Holy Spirit all the time. How do I respond, Lord? If my child would ask me about, you know, two daddies or two mommies or whatever sorts of crazy things that they hear from their friends or they see, you know, from school that I, I will have the guidance of the Holy Spirit to be able to answer that. Yeah. And if we put that fear factor in them, like, you can't ask me that, or focus on your books, or yeah, that's far means. from you, and then it, it, they, I become the scary place. Yeah. <laughs> they will find a safe place to speak to, <laughs> and you don't want that safe place because it's not really, because anyone can pour into your child. Yeah. Your teachers, or their friends, or whatever, and they get the wrong kind of, information from those sources yeah so it's important that when they open their mouth and they ask you a question before you answer you pause that's what i'm learning to do even to this day i just pause before i even open i just go wait (laughs) how do i answer this child you know in a way that they'll understand and in a way that they will not feel like they can't ask me this again yeah. if it ever came up. So really having that relationship with God and raising kids with God, I mean, there's no other way. Yeah. <laughs> you can raise your kids in this time, these end times, if I might say, yeah. that you need God to raise your kids so that you can be able to give them the right answers, the accurate answers. Yeah. And it's important to even pause and think. Yeah. And sometimes while you're thinking, another child will answer. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the advice of yourself. I'm telling you. And then you will actually find the answer without even you answering. You're like, yeah. oh, thank you, Jesus. That's good. Because you've answered that for me. So we're going to go into a song now, Not Afraid Anymore.
Hub distributors grow their sales by over 15% in the first 90 days with our automated mobile software solution. Rapid Trade is used by over 16,000 users worldwide, and we process over 120,000 transactions per day on both iOS and Android. From app ordering and management to e-commerce and even van sales, or electronic proof of delivery, we've got your business covered. Call us for a demo on 011-493-9755 or email us at sales at rapidtrade.com. Go on, make your customer a happy one today by getting on to Rapid Trade. Okay, so we also need to know that if we get caught off guard, like Tundle has spoken about, and we mess up in our response, it's okay. As I yeah. said earlier, there's always a way to do over, you know, coming back to your child and just um, being open and honest, going, I don't think I answered as well as I should have when you asked me that, but I'd like to explain better now. Yeah. Um, it shows you care enough to speak to them, even if you don't react gratefully uh, or gracefully in the moment um you know you can fix it anyway and yeah, that's that's that's, that's grace and that's humility and your your child um will will respond to that you know um but looking at the the verse for today which is proverbs 22 verse 6 and we've spoken about this verse before but it's just a different version which is the message and says point your kids in the right direction when they're old they won't be lost and i mean you look at kids now nowadays um you know looking at the news here in south africa We've had a huge amount of girls that are age 10 falling pregnant and that. And, um, and it's li- I don't know, it almost feels like almost like a pandemic. Something just went wrong. But mm. maybe it's parenting. Maybe it's, it's the media. We, we don't know. But the problem is parents need to speak up, even if it wasn't part of the culture before, even yeah. if it wasn't you know, what used to be done now is more important more than ever because social media is putting stuff out there and it's like you need to put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but we've spoken about this verse, as I said, um, but I love the version. If we point our kids in the right direction, you know, we need to be speaking to our kids about things that are hard. Not think others will do it or have others do it or, or help them or let them figure it out themselves when they get older they will be lost if that happens if we let other th- other kids or other people do it for us um example for example you know friends telling them sex is great and you can do it whenever as long as you use protection how vague is that okay fantastic if that's all they know they will grow old being hurt hurting others because of the consequences of that knowledge, that knowledge in inverted commas, um, that they've been given. But they didn't know better. Because why? No one else took the time and care to tell them what would happen, you know, the negative side. It's only the positive, when I say positive, also inverted commas, that, that kids or friends are telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's our responsibility as parents to help them know better. Um, when they get old, they would have so that when they get old they would have done the right the right thing in life and that they would live a right life and that only comes from from parents and you know sometimes and i think can i just say this sometimes there are there are children that don't have parents or children that that um whose parents don't care enough you as a parent should also be stepping into that situation um not overstepping boundaries but as um 
as a a church, as a um, woman of God, going, there's a problem here, I can do it. Approaching a parent and going, I see there's a problem here. Or, you know, if uh, you think of it, the Holy Spirit should be guiding you. Or even if if the children don't have any parents at all, then definitely step in and go, okay, wait, you don't have parents, you don't know this, you don't understand this, and begin yeah. to teach him. That is a um, job of a pastor, but it is also you are also a pastor in your own life and in your own family yeah. and within your friends. So you need to step in and do that job of a pastor because it's not only the pastor that sits on stage or st- stands on stage and yeah. speaks about this. We need to be pastoring people as a result um, of this as well. So we hope that this encouraged you today. Don't be scared to speak to your your um, children. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to to you know help other parents, and don't be afraid to also speak to children that don't have parents. Um, guidance of the Holy Spirit is important. Getting to God with it, and if you do mess it up at some point, you know, get to God and then come back to the to your child and, yeah. and reflect. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's really important. But Tando, any last words? No, that's very good, Denise. And if you don't have anyone, I mean, if you have your church family and someone has had a teenager before you, you can always ask, you know, another yeah. parent and say, hey, how did you deal with this when your child, you know, was acting like that? What did you do when your child was doing that? Because yeah. we're here to help each other and to learn from one another. And like, yeah. oh, that's brilliant. Let me try that with my child. So Very speaking good. to each other and helping each other is, is good. That's good. Okay, moms. Well, that's it from us. We're going to end off with a song from Hillsong. So will I, the Raya Remix.
What you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. ActiveFM Radio has never been better.